This morning I'm going to be talking about something that we probably heard about a lot of the time, um, well, of course all the time as Christians, um, and it's love. We're going to be talking about that, because we've been looking at the body over the last few weeks, and just this whole call that we have to be one with each other, that none of us is to do our own thing, and so the love chapter sort of follows after the body chapter in 1 Corinthians, and just how we're all part of this body that we're called, that Christian life is a together thing. It's not an individual thing. You cannot possibly be a Christian as an individual because we're called into a family. We're called to be part of a body. So I just wanted to look at that today. I just remember when I was um, young, I, I saw my dad mixing concrete and they made cement for something. They did all our verandas. They had cement trucks come in as well, but it's interesting to, to look at what they do, you know, and they'd be taking shovels of stones and dirt and sand and stuff and throwing it in the, the wheelbarrow and mixing it up together. And I don't know about you, but when you're kids, you like to copy your parents. I, I sort of think that's what we do, and I'd be copying Dad, and you'd be making your cement, so you're there mixing it all together, and so you've got the sand and the rocks and that, and you put it all together, and you think it's going to do it, but nothing happens. It's like, this is not setting I mean, you don't think like that as a kid, you know, you're not that smart, you're not, oh, this isn't setting, but yeah, you have this thing like, oh, that's not like Dad, it didn't work, but it's like there was something missing, and I remember making a cake, the same thing, I'll be like, mixed everything up, put it in the oven, I'm like, this is going to be awesome, and I pulled it out, and it was about this thick, I've forgotten to put something in, <laughs> it was eggs, so it actually hadn't set, and, and there was something missing. And I just wanted to talk about that in regard to our, our Christian life because there's, there's this sense sometimes that um, Christians think that our life is something different than the life of love, all right? And as we look through these, these verses today, we're just going to see that love is that ingredient that we have to have to build a church. So Corinthians, which is the book we're going to look at um, in the Bible, was written to the church in Corinth. But they were an amazing church in many ways. And, and you'd read in chapter 1 of that, that book that the Corinthian church was amazing because they had these wonderful speakers. Paul called them eloquent speakers. You know, they had all this eloquent speech. And he said, also, you've got these spiritual gifts. And yet, as you read through the book of Corinthians, you're like realizing that there's something really wrong at this church. Something's not functioning well. Something's not happening well. And there's something missing. And it was a knowledge of the love of God, exactly what that really was. And that it wasn't working effectively in the body because they had amazing gifts. They had amazing speakers that, that could know a lot of stuff. They had knowledge, but it wasn't working. The church was a mess. There's all sorts of sin happening and, and people were running amok and, and there had to be correction made to this church. And sometimes I think, you know, that, that our Christian life is like that. You know, as a pastor, you hear many things over, over the years that, that people say, even as a congregation member, you know, and as they, like I remember when I was younger, people criticising the church I was in because, you know, um, the teaching wasn't deep enough or... You know, that we needed more spiritual gifts and things like that. And those things are really important in our life. In fact, we have to have knowledge. We have to grow in knowledge and understanding. But Paul wrote in one of his letters that all this stuff is rubbish. He said he got brought up as a, as a Pharisee. He, he knew a lot about the law. He knew all these things. And, 
He lived this amazing life as a Pharisee, obeying the law. In fact, he said, if there was a Pharisee among Pharisees, I was it. I was the guy. You look at me and you think, you're awesome, you must be close to God. Yet he said at the end of this, it's all nothing. I'm counting it all like rubbish. All this stuff that I had, it's all rubbish in comparison to something, and that's knowing Jesus Christ, actually knowing him. And the thing about knowledge and this deepness and the spiritual gifts, it doesn't necessarily mean that we know anything about Christ. We can be hoodwinked, we can be fooled to thinking that that knowledge is it. You know, knowledge, the more knowledge we have, the better we are going to be as Christians, but that's not true. I'm going to look at this in 1 Corinthians chapter 13 and just the start of that, how Paul is bringing in to tell us what love's all about but he mentions all these things there that, that we would hold in high esteem as Christians and certainly we should. So let's have a look at what they are. If I could speak in all the languages of the earth and angels but did not love others, I would be only a noisy gong or a clanging, clanging cymbal. If I had the gift of prophecy and if I understood all of God's secret plans and possessed all knowledge and if I had such faith that I could move mountains but I did not love others, I would be nothing. What a list of amazing things to have, right? You look at that and as a Christian you'd think, man, that would make me an awesome Christian, wouldn't it? I can speak every language on earth. I can prophesy. I know exactly what's going to happen. I've got this gift of prophecy and I'm nailing things. I'm hitting people's life and I'm helping them understand and I've got all this knowledge. I've got knowledge. I know exactly what you know the seven seals are in the Bible. I know what each trumpet means. I know what sacrifice is. And I can tell you each sacrifice, what it means. And I've got all this knowledge. If I had faith, now that's a good thing, right? Who wants faith? Absolutely. This is talking about a faith that's more amazing than yours. Or maybe not. Because I need a little bit to move a mountain, right? The seed of faith. But this is a person that has faith that I could move mountains. And isn't that an awesome Christian thing to have, right? And, and often in our world, we'll look at a Christian like that and we'll think they are close to God. They're walking as a Christian. They've got prophecy happening. There's knowledge as well. They've got all this understanding and there's something missing. There's an ingredient that's just not there. Let's keep going. Oh, what about this? I'm now the Christian that gives. I give everything I have to the poor and I sacrifice my body. I could boast about it. In other words, I can do all good works as well. I mean, I gave away, I double tithed, I triple tithed, I gave 90% instead of 10%. I am an amazing Christian. I saw a poor person and I bought them a house. And Oh, look, you know what else I did? I even sacrificed my body for someone. I, I could boast about it. But all this, as he's writing, he's saying, but if I didn't actually love someone, I would have gained nothing. How's that even possible? How's it possible that I could actually give and look after people without love. I'll tell you why. It can turn around on ourselves and build ourselves up. 
How is it possible that I can have knowledge of, of spiritual things and still be not rejoiced over but sort of like disciplined and corrected that I didn't have love? How is it that I can prophesy and I can even know God's secrets and yet it's still saying it's nothing? Let's keep going. Here comes out the love. Love is patient and kind. Love is not jealous or boastful or proud or rude. It does not demand its own way. It's not irritable. It keeps no record of being wronged. Keep going. It does not rejoice about injustice, but rejoices whenever the truth wins out. Love never gives up, never loses faith, is always hopeful and endures for every circumstance. Prophecy and speaking in unknown language and special knowledge, special knowledge will become useless, but love will last forever. Keep going. And this is why. Because all those things, the knowledge, the understanding, the giving, and everything like that, is this. Now, regarding your question, this is sorry, going back into the past about food that has been offered to idols. Yes, we know that we all have knowledge about this issue. But while knowledge makes us feel important, it is love that strengthens the church. You see, all those other things that we can do that are not done in love are all really about us. I want the world to look at me and see how amazing I am. These gifts, these things that I have, they give opportunity for pride to come into your life. You can do all these things, yet at the same time you do it for your own self or you do it to be noticed. And, and this is it. While knowledge makes us feel important, it's love that strengthens the church. And sometimes you will hear people that will criticize what's being done and say, it's not deep, it's not this, it's not whatever. There's not enough gifts, there's not enough whatever it is. But you look at the fruit that comes out of their life and you're like, well, wait a minute. Do you love people? And it's like the real depth of Christian life is loving others. It is not knowing stuff. It is about us grabbing hold of the heart of God who gave his only begotten son so that we could be saved. That, that this giving heart of God, the one who does possess all knowledge, still came and served us as people because he knew we needed to be released from the chains of sin and set free. And so while we're looking at, at what deep is, deep is this, knowing Christ. Jesus talked about it this way. He said, my meat or my sustenance, my way of living is this, that I do my Father's will. That's the meat. Not that I know everything, not that I'm, I'm equipped with spiritual gifts, but that my life, the, that what I do is actually reflecting of what God wants me to do, that I have now submitted my life and surrendered my life to him and now I'm with him. And I'm going to do his will. And you know, that's hard. That's the hardest thing. Anyone can be smart and study. Look, you can probably seek those spiritual gifts and, and grab hold of those things. But love comes from God. Because God is love. And so the deepness of our richness of our relationship with him is what determines the strength of this church. I've been in places where people are smart 
and not felt loved. I've been in places where people can, can prophesy and, and work in the gifts and I walk away during the week and I'm like, I don't have a friend. No one actually really cares about me here. But if we can start as a church to understand that it's this coming together, it's the love that binds us together, it is love that strengthens the church. If you want a strong church, which we do, then we need to learn to grow in love for one another and continue to seek God and find His heart. It is Him that will pour out the love of God through the Holy Spirit in us so that we can actually begin to strengthen people. This is why I sort of have, I won't say a problem, but the questions in my mind is about people who sit at home and will go, oh, I just learn stuff because this preacher's amazing, which they probably are. They'll be heaps more amazing than me or any other preacher in this town. They'll, they'll see amazing songs. They'll see all these things happening and they're like, I'm just being fed at home. You are not being fed at home because without love, you cannot grow. How can you possibly be in relationships of love if you're sitting watching a TV? You can gain knowledge, you can gain understanding, you can gain a rich even knowledge of the Word of God, but love is an action that is taken out into the world and lived in a group of people that are working and living together and growing together in love. It is not an isolated, growing faith that we have. It is a body that we are called to. It is a family that we are planted in. And without love, it means nothing. Without love, it means absolutely zero. We may as well just go to a university and learn about the Bible and not even know about God. Without love, it's impossible. And love will always work because when you look at the, that what happens to us as people, it's pride, isn't it, that gets between us and God. It's wanting to be Him, Adam and Eve's problem. The temptation wasn't the fruit and it was like, you will be like God. You will have your eyes opened up. The knowledge of good and evil, that's going to come. They were walking in God's love. The knowledge came and they knew that they were destroyed at that moment. Sin had entered. But pride got in. And the thing about when we decide we are going to walk in love above everything else, which is what God wants, love is never subject to pride. Now, I want to grow in knowledge as a church. I want to grow in gifts as a church. Those things are so important and vital to the health of your church. Absolutely. 100%. But those things all have the opportunity for pride to set in, don't they? Our church is amazing. We have more prophecies than any other church. You know what? Even more people speak in tongues and we have interpretation. There's words of knowledge going around. We're better than every other church. Oh, well, our church, we know the Bible really well. We've all studied through the book of Romans and we've broken down every verse into the Greek and we know exactly what every verse means. We've got this amazing knowledge. Every other church is dumb. <laughs> they don't really know the truth like we know the truth and pride sets in. See, love is not subject to pride because... Love has no pride in it, doesn't it? It's like, can we go back to that? Let's read through what love is. The, the slide before, maybe the two before.
Love is patient. Love is kind. (laughs) Wait, is that the second part? Let's go back to the first part. That's it. Love is not jealous. Or what? Boastful. Or? A church built on love as a foundation cannot be proud even when it gets the gifts. A, a church built on love cannot be boastful or proud even in, when it gets the knowledge. Because underneath it all is this love. It's not rude, it does not demand its own way. It is not irritable, it keeps no record of being wronged. Next one. It does not rejoice about injustice, but rejoices whenever the truth wins out. Love never gives up, never loses faith, is always hopeful, and endures through every circumstance. Prophecy and speaking in unknown languages and special knowledge will become useless, but love will last forever. And it talks about that at the end of the chapter, that these three things remain, faith, hope, and love. And the greatest of these is love. So this morning, I'm just going to... Actually, I think there's one more slide, isn't there, at the end? We should look at that. Oh, I'm, oh, I'm doing it tough for you over here. <laughs> this is that verse here that, that I said Paul wrote. Everything else is worthless. When compared with the infinite value of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord, for his sake I've discarded everything else, counting it all as garbage so that I could gain Christ. Do you know that I can know all about someone without knowing them? What if I just, I married Joe, and all I knew were facts and figures about it. Yeah, Joe's this tall. I don't even know what it is. I don't something. <laughs> she got blonde hair. <laughs> Blue eyes. Did I get lost in? No. <laughs> For any point. But I could know facts and figures. I know where she works. You ever seen those movies, the spy movies, and someone comes to them and they go, um, they're trying to blackmail them or hold something over them. You went to Princeton University. You have a wife and three kids. So what? Go on Facebook, you can find that. You don't have to be some spy. (laughs) But it's like they're, oh no, they know all about me. And we can know about people. I could know about a sports star, how many goals he's kicked and everything about him and just worship him, but I don't know him. I don't know him. You see, and this is the thing that we have to understand. God is what? Love. If I truly know God, what am I going to do? Love. And so this is so important, and I think it was actually in what Bob read out this morning there, that you'll know a tree by its fruit. And I want us to be a very discerning church. I want us to understand that 
we've got to look for the signs of truly what God is and who God is rather than just looking at people's knowledge or understanding or their amazing spiritual gifts because those things are going to pass away. I do not need a spiritual gift in heaven because I'm living with God forever. I do not need knowledge in heaven like that because God will be revealing things to me all the time. I don't know if we keep on learning up there. I presume we do. If faith, hope, and love are forever, then I'm presuming that my faith is going to keep growing, that I'm still going to have to be believing and trusting in God. But they remain forever. If, if everything's fulfilled, I don't need hope. But, I, but all those other things, the knowledge, the tongues, the spiritual gifts, all those things are going to pass away. And, and as a Christian, what are you looking for in people's lives? When you make judgments, what are you looking for? And, and I mean discerning judgments, not judging a person. But we can be so easily led away by these things that glitter and the gold that shines that we forget that the truth is that if our fruits are not displaying the love of God, then we don't really know God at all. In fact, in 1 John, I think it is, it talks about that. It says, you say you love me, but you don't love your brother. You're a big fat liar, pants on fire. You're saying you love me, but you don't even love your brother. And it's so important that we start to address the issues of the heart because what is it that builds a church? Love. That's what's going to build the church. I can tell you right now, I love Cornerstone. I'd come here even if I wasn't the pastor. (laughs) Which is a good recommendation, trust me. Because I feel this love coming and flowing and growing in this place. I feel that when I go out into the, the morning tea area, people are happy, they're talking, they're, they're connecting. I hear stories about someone's cared for someone during the week. Someone's taken a meal around. Someone's prayed for someone. Someone's invited someone into their life. There's things that happen. And I feel loved here myself. And as much as everything else is wonderful, what are we crying for? To be loved? To be accepted? To be cared for? To be encouraged? To be strengthened? But that love only comes from one source, the true love. And that is God. It only comes from really knowing who he is. You see, I I love Joe because I know her. I don't just know about her. I know what she's like. I know her heart. I know her. And it's the same with us. It's about knowing him not knowing about him. I just want to encourage you, if you can, go and read through that love chapter this week. Read it once, read it twice, have a look at it. You go, man, (laughs) that is not me. (laughs) I'm really not patient. I'm really not kind. I'm actually looking for revenge. (laughs) And don't use it as a condemnation, but go, you know what? As a Christian, 
you have this amazing opportunity to tap into the love of God like no one else. Because we know God is love. And we know that as a born-again believer, we have the Holy Spirit living within us. And the Bible says it is that Holy Spirit that sheds God's love abroad in our heart. So all we need to do is ask, go into that place of mercy and say, God, help me love, help me know who you are, help me feel love. Because it is love that builds the church. Love builds the church. And as a people of God, I'm just encouraging you, commanding you, whatever it might be, love one another. And remember this, love can only exist in community. Even God, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, love. Love needs an object to love. Father, we just want to thank you so much for your goodness. Lord, we thank you, Father, that we have this opportunity to walk in your love and be loved to the world. So, Father, I'm praying this week that you would stir us up. Lord, even into those, those, those things, that the good works that we can do, but they're based in love. Lord, let us always remember that foundation. Love is the key. Lord, as a church, I'm just praying that a spirit would just settle over us, Father God, to just really bring that alive this week. Lord, not just this week, but to continue. That, Father, if anything, we would be known as a church that truly loves one another. I'm just asking for that in Jesus' name. Amen.